Welcome back to Inspiring Neighbors podcast, where we showcase seemingly ordinary people with extraordinary stories. In today's episode, we had a discussion with a very cool guy who, like like us and other guests, he started out as, his career as an engineer. Uh, but even before that, he was building up a resume of it's called it being in the business of making people happy. Like he pursued all these you know side gigs or different business ideas just purely out of the joy of it. I think like the, wanting to spread things that made him happy and, and, and maybe make a little business on the side out of that. We also discussed his latest project, which is his first full-time business. He's just gone all, all in on this, uh, it, which is a pole dancing studio, like not what people expect to hear as the next <laughs> point on that. Uh, but yeah. it was, it just made it such an interesting discussion. Um, and definitely he continues to make people happy. Yeah, I think even more than making people happy with this latest uh, pole dancing studio is that he he builds confidence. One thing we talked about towards the end is is how how much confidence he's instilling in people that maybe come into the studio feeling self-conscious or a little bit scared of what to expect, but he's just he's a very very relaxed. I don't know how to explain him. Like you feel so comfortable around him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I immediately felt like I could, yeah, okay, I could go walk into a studio of his and be vulnerable. He seems to have this knack for for being able to, like you said, make people happy. But if it makes him happy, then he's happy to sell it mm-hmm. and make a product out of it or a service out of it. It's an amazing story. He ends up in what I imagine a little like monastery in the <laughs> mountains of China. The way he describes Physically it Batman. is awesome. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he just hides out for three months and becomes this amazing expert, um, competitor-level mm-hmm. champion mm-hmm. in Canada of mm-hmm. this sport of pool. He, we talk about all the stigmas that would surround it and possibly why people would have sat up in their chair when they heard you say it. <laughs> but he's a really cool guy, and I loved it. Yeah, I love the community building that he's doing around it as well. And you can tell mm-hmm. it comes from a true point of passion and it's yeah. yeah it's contagious so with that please enjoy robbie song let's talk to our neighbors because everyone can inspire the inspiring neighbors podcast like so what was life like in beijing for robbie really fun yeah um it in china it's like you kind of live and like your parents live and work at the very very close like same mm-hmm. company some community they they build the office very close to where you live oh, so you cool. you kind of grow up in the same community with everybody you know everybody mm-hmm. um yeah it's very close-knit yeah we hang out every day um wow. you, you nap after 12 like after lunch it's <laughs> like a standard culture there um that's what i miss a lot no about over there school was hard yeah. right it's uh um a lot of work and yeah so all i remember from level grade one to grade three was studying a ton of work um what was homework like from grade one to three like uh, like hours of homework yeah it's pretty much until you sleep basically oh Um, my gosh what's the schedule like because i think there's longer hours in school um there's still one hour classes it's still from like nine to three thirty and then your parents will enroll you in like an after school 
program to learn more math so that you could be ahead yeah um yeah and yeah and then a lot of homework um the instructors are very strict um oh. i got pulled by my ears out to the hallway oh my gosh a few times for not paying attention in class yeah for being silly <laughs> yeah um but uh no but i enjoyed the experience like yeah. it, it's very different yeah um yeah and then you come to canada it's like oh everyone just it's recess all day <laughs> <laughs> just chill. you guys have it so easy like oh they're still learning the timetable yeah. here <laughs> <laughs> oh that's a good question so when you came here did you like did you have to were you bored did you skip any grades so i didn't skip any grades so but cbe does that uh evaluation okay and they're like oh your math is at grade nine level yeah. <laughs> so um but <laughs> have fun in grade four um oh my god yeah so that was yeah that was really good because i'm like oh okay i don't really need to learn any of this yeah um yeah i, I think a lot coast of for five years <laughs> wow what uh, about like english english how did you feel it, with that i didn't transition? i didn't even know how to like say the alphabet a to z like i can't oh, even wow. do that when i when i landed mm -hmm. um but i played a lot of soccer Mm -hmm. and yeah i just felt like i didn't need to speak english like right away i made friends and within like a couple weeks i started speaking naturally without knowing what i'm speaking i'm just communicating with people in mm -hmm. english and yeah within half a year like my accent was gone i was just gonna say you have no accent i don't hear any accent oh. okay so then what point did you decide you wanted to do engineering i think high school actually towards the end of high school right yeah, like our family's not that well off here. So like elementary and junior high, always it's like be a doctor. You'll mm -hmm. make a lot of money. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. And the prestige and the the money. Yeah. So basically like I, I didn't think about anything else. But um, but high school is when I started thinking was like, uh, I'm scared of blood. Mm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, there's a lot of things I was just like, um engineering seemed more of like i'm really really into woodworking and mm -hmm. like fixing things and mm -hmm. um i actually lived in toronto for a year um and i saw all these high rise going up mm -hmm. in downtown i just was like i want to build yeah. one of those right mm -hmm. cool or a lot of those or design it yeah mm -hmm. so that's when it's like hey i'm gonna do civil engineering mm -hmm. um because i wanted to build things yeah right so yeah oh, so it was cool. definitely high school and i realized that like maybe i should do something i like oh that's cool so you were like money really <laughs> really inspired because i mean engineering is the thing that people sometimes will think the same way as a doctor that it's like oh maybe some prestige maybe the money is is, is a safe route but yeah. for you it wasn't like stepping out of the expectation of being a doctor and like doing what you wanted yeah and, and yes engineering lawyer like they're yeah, all yeah, yeah. like it's like something that parents are yeah. gonna be okay with it's like a stable classic, yeah, job that people respect you yes yeah, so yeah. yeah engineering was and that was kind of... definitely part of that mm -hmm. like, our whole family is engineers like my grandparents okay. are mm -hmm. geologists both my um, parents are engineers so yeah there was yeah i'd never thought about anything else it's like either a doctor or a engineer mm -hmm. in university i started like being more active in the, in like the student union and stuff and mm -hmm. found that to be oh, awesome. cool. um really, 
really fulfilling and fun. Mm-hmm. Um, was the uh, president of the Civil Engineering Society for a year in second oh, year, wow. and like organized a lot of events. Mm. Um, we try to do parties yeah. with the engineers because it's like ninety five percent guys. We try yeah. to like invite the nurses <laughs> and <Yeah>. pharmacists. <laughs> guys, <laughs> I was almost a doctor. <laughs> Come to my party. <laughs> um that was really fun too um yeah i think yeah and then i got into more of that and it actually like pulled me more like away from like the academic side Mm -hmm. i started realizing that to to find jobs and stuff it's like you can't just get good grades Mm -hmm. right so i started like paying less attention to my grades actually after i started being involved in that kind of stuff oh cool um yeah was it let's say like easier natural for you to take on those roles no i'm just super chill i'm like okay with anything mm-hmm. yeah, like i see that <laughs> yeah yeah so i don't i don't know if that's leadership i think it is um but uh yeah generally if you're just good to other people they'll they'll help you out right yeah. and uh yeah a lot of those events like some worked some don't and then you you learn why people are not showing up to your parties yeah and we got to go to like conferences all over canada uh with the engineering society and uh network a lot and uh yeah it was it was really fun so the reason i know you is because we have a mutual friend who you went to university with right isa yeah he said he didn't want to say too much because he didn't know what he was allowed saying but he said you were he called you a hustler like you had these little side gigs that (laughs) you would do in university do you know what he's talking about yes (laughs) can you tell us about those uh, yes. So, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, because today we'll be talking about like my pole dance studio, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, it's actually like my seventh business. Wow. Um, and uh, yeah, I started trying different things when I was junior high. So that was like grade seven or eight. Yeah. Um, but so in university, I tried a few like bigger projects. One of them, it's called UU Babies. So these, it's these dolls that it's like it serves a it's a plush doll, but it's got the face is actually a picture frame. So what we do is we take your photo, we print it on plastic and then melt it over a molding. So it's 3d. So back then there's really no 3d, like 12 yeah. years ago, there's no 3d printing is not that common yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we basically just like make a bump in your nose on your, on a photo mm-hmm. and like frame it inside this doll. What? So it's like really cute. Mm-hmm. Um, and I saw it when I was traveling in China and I was mm-hmm. like, I'm like, give me 3000 of those. Wow. Right. And then uh, I started trying it out at U of A. So like the student union building, you yeah. can like rent a little booth for like $5 a day. Wow. Um, yeah. And then, so yeah, we started selling it there and then eventually it grew. We started selling online and then I eventually opened up a location cross iron and one in West Ed. What? Um, oh, wow. And uh, this was during my third year of engineering. So cross we open in cross iron mills first. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those booths in the middle. Yeah. Okay. Um and then the second one was in West Ed. Um And you were managing that. Yes. So like you had to hire people to go man those booths essentially. Yes. And except during that time that was like the economy was booming and you couldn't hire anybody. <laughs> so like <laughs> eventually so i was doing that for my summer i think that was great uh third year and then when i had when school started in september for my fourth year my mom 
basically ran the booth oh my <laughs> in Cross Iron Mills. Yeah. And this was like 10 o'clock in the morning till 9 o'clock at night. Wow. It was... Uh, and then the West Ed opportunity came up. They basically saw like we were doing. And they're like, oh, we want you here. What? And um, they had a really good location. I was like, well, I'm going to U of A, so right. it, I can manage it. And um, so, yeah, so we opened on there. Um, <laughs> it's, it's a good business, but it's, it's hard. Retail is like one person, right? <laughs> and retail rent is so expensive. We were paying like eight grand a month in rent <gasps> for a booth for a booth oh my god yeah so basically you know you work hard yeah. you work 15 hours a day and then like huge amount of your sales just goes to the landlord right. right um so it was a really fun business like it's very meaningful like the clients are like everyone's so happy with like, it's kind of like build a bear where they yeah. look at yeah, yeah, yeah. they see you do it so we have an ipad and you get so you buy for example you're you need a birthday gift. Yeah. You go on their Facebook, you find a photo that of yeah. them, right? And then we print it yeah. and and make it into a little, and there's like chairs and stuff you could put it on and uh, little shopping carts that you put it on <laughs> and you make it into a package and it's like Build-A-Bear and you give it mm -hmm. as a gift. It's very meaningful. Yeah. Um, yeah, the customer lo love it. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, eventually got, like I got, we did pretty well. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, just managing it while having like six, engineering courses <laughs> um and i was basically i wasn't in class the entire semester like i hired this 18 year old that just didn't care yeah yeah and uh often like i get a call from the mall managers like uh your booth is not open <laughs> so I, there's me up. in class like okay i'm going to oh. work today oh my um, god robbie um so yeah so f that last fourth year last semester I got straight D's. Yeah. I didn't fail anything, <laughs> but my GPU was like 1.3. Wow. So like my second semester, if I don't balance it, yeah. I don't pass. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And this is my like fourth year. Yeah. You're uh, applying for jobs now. Yeah. So I was like, is it worth it mm -hmm. to like, I'm already at the end. This is a, like mm -hmm. just the side gig that I, you know, yeah. Um, so that Christmas is when I shut down both locations, mm. but we did really well for Christmas, but mm. because this business didn't last long enough, it's like, I broke even. Yeah. I like, I mm -hmm. actually, I don't know what's breaking even, but I didn't pay myself, but I broke yeah. even in terms of, um, the material cost you and the rent. Lose money. I didn't lose money, yeah. but at least, you know, Christmas we were busy and we're like, okay, this is a good experience. Yeah. I'll never go get into retail ever again. <laughs> it's way too much work. But yeah, and my last semester was just me studying my butt off. Yeah, to, I have to get straight A's <laughs> just to pass. <laughs> and did you do it? Yeah, straight A's, not straight A's. Basically, I, I bal that's enough. like balance enough that yeah. I graduated. <laughs> Good for you. Oh, that was that was a close one. Yeah. Um, but it was so much fun. Like I learned so much. Did yeah. you go into it? thinking of it that way like this is like a learning experience like something to experiment did you think of it more like this could be the business where i like switch full time to this type of thing what was the intention behind these these generally these gigs but especially this it was for fun yeah mm -hmm. i saw a product that i really liked mm -hmm. and i bought it for myself and mm -hmm. i'm like other people would buy it for themselves too mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. yeah and i'm i got to the point where i was, I was so good at selling i could like you could be walking around, I could stop you and I'll sell you a you baby. 
Oh, I wish you brought one. You could sell me one. <laughs> I'm almost uh, old. Like, I haven't even it's, seen yeah. it. It's, like, yeah, it's it's a really good product. Some people think it's creepy because it's like yeah, yeah but we have like Angry Birds, Pikachu's, like Stitch, Leo Stitch, like all yeah. these characters. Yeah, and yeah, you could put someone's like photo in it right it's a picture frame so cool. um i still have two thousand of them in my <laughs> oh in my, my in my garage like yeah. uh, i should try to get rid of it but uh i just like oh, i just so what about the online sales online sales it's fine back then online is still not yeah, yeah. as popular as right now right. it was good like it was steady yeah. but again it's like people don't know what type of photo to send you so they give you something that's really mm. like Go grained well, and then yeah. it, that's not a really good product yeah. and i know again like our model is kind of like build-a-bear where it's the experience yeah of them right. watching you like they pick the photo in front of you mm-hmm. they pick all the different dolls mm-hmm. um yeah and they see you put it over a molding and then frame it in right that experience yeah. is worth a lot to them i could see that um so yeah like most of our sales is physical sales mm-hmm. in the malls Wow. so but yeah so that kind of ended like basically end of the last semester of engineering school but uh, yeah i'm just i'm just happy that it didn't interfere and i didn't have to take <laughs> yes. an extra semester <laughs> yeah that's amazing robbie that's like um, a huge accomplishment sounds like it's, a it was, yeah amazing learning experience yes yeah sure. learned a lot like yeah no ma- like on par with university <laughs> like, yeah it's like, even you better you I don't get say. graded for it but yeah is there an entrepreneurial spirit in your household like or did that come from somebody where you could just say okay i'm gonna open uh, two stores and hire three people (laughs) (laughs) that makes my head spin i think that'd be fun (laughs) my uncle like owns like a petroleum equipment supply company Mm -hmm. um and he as soon as he arrived in canada which was about two years after um our family okay um he started i i think that had a little bit to do with it yeah right also just in general like we didn't have that much money and i you know i wanted to buy s- stuff for my hobby and i didn't have the money so i was like oh whenever i can it's like can i make some extra yeah cash mm-hmm. right wow the my first one was i think it was 13 or 14 um junior high i basically sold candy and like little jelly tubes that i really liked in school oh cool so my entire backpack was full of those and eventually the entire school knew that i was selling them jelly tubes and i was like yeah if i sell like 500 of these i could buy a brand new hundred dollar canadian diet bike yeah myself right so that's it it was still always like okay i i like it for myself and Mm -hmm. um really like the product and other people might like it as well and i just gave it a try right wow and but eventually the school they found out and confiscated it (laughs) Oh no! Um, instructor literally like took my backpack, dumped it all out. Either I tell the principal, report the pr- principal, or you just share all this candy with the class mm-hmm. and just never do it again. Which makes sense because there is a little snack shop at the school. <laughs> so You're competing with them and they didn't want it. Yeah, and I had no business license. Uh, I didn't know there was such a thing as a business license what? back then, yeah. right? I feel like I don't know. If I was a teacher at that school, I would have been like cheering you on. <laughs> I probably would have come and bought stuff from you. (laughs) (laughs) Like what? I don't know. It's so discouraging. Yeah. It's, they should promote it. But at the same time, I kind of like, again, it's kind of get it. Yeah. You're selling food, right? Like candy and stuff. (laughs) It's it's a safety issue. Yeah. yeah, And you're competing with 
yeah the, <laughs> the school's school snack shop <laughs> yeah they had to fire the person who ran the snack shop because yeah robbie was doing better <laughs> where did you get these products tnt they're oh, all those wow. like asian jelly tubes and stuff yeah. that people haven't like tried and they try those oh this is good yeah and i buy a bucket and they're like cost me 10 cents each and i sell it for 50 cents mm -hmm. i'm like oh okay this <laughs> can work yeah this is how they do it that's yeah. amazing so um junior high okay so that was number one and then yeah. number two was that the dolls the face uh number two was these uh i didn't go very far with it but i really <laughs> liked woodworking so i made these little mini cabinets and then i sold it door to door in my community wow. um but yeah that was a hobby like if i sell one for like 15 dollars, but i spent like a week building one yeah so but it was just for fun mm -hmm. a couple little ones that i tried out that didn't up making any money but it was really fun that's where you got your um, salesman skills <laughs> yeah. door to door salesman skills came from working for the calgary sun selling subscriptions to the newspaper oh, oh my so goodness I, I did that for two years <laughs> where you just constantly get your the door slammed on your face yeah. mm -hmm. and i think that's where i learned sales that was also around the junior high times i think okay. yeah and then you were trained it's like your first no what do you respond with mm -hmm. second no what do you respond with third no what do you expect like until they slam the door on you you don't give up <laughs> oh my god right so that's what we were trained to do yeah. and uh i think that helped a lot but it's not a great job <laughs> <laughs> i can imagine i just feel bad for slamming my door and everyone's face. <laughs> I mean... i've never slammed the door but... <laughs> yeah but you you know like a solicitor you At start to like you, say, you yeah. start to like, <laughs> like yeah uh... no yeah um so besides being able to like maybe practicing the handling of rejection mm -hmm. is, is one thing that I can imagine being very valuable. So you like, say, what did, what is, what did you learn about sales? I learned that <laughs> uh, people have sympathy. So it's like, uh -huh. you want to work on the coldest days. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. And forget your jacket. The problem with back then is like, it's a, new, it's a job for me, right? Yeah. It's, it's, this is not my business. Mm -hmm. It's a job. So I'm selling a newspaper that I don't read. Mm. Right. We just, every, every time we go to work, we flip to the sunshine girl and then we close it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so, so back then it's purely sales. It's selling something that, you know, you're not passionate about. Mm. So, you know, you become a machine and you're just like, okay, you just keep trying. Right right so it's i think you have it's, like a script maybe yeah like... but it's very different than me selling now or with all of the other businesses mm -hmm. um because i'm passionate about it yeah. i would buy it for myself yeah right yeah, it's like true. new script prescription i i wouldn't spend that money mm -hmm. right but uh but yeah you learn like like newspaper it's like people get paid on fridays so fridays is a good time to go oh, right you're a little kid people feel like oh this kid is trying yeah. right so they'll subscribe just because they want to help you yeah right and i think the calgary sun is like using that yeah. like they're they only hire kids yeah. oh my god right and <laughs> <laughs> like really kids middle school yeah, yeah, school. yeah. Even i didn't even know you could work that yeah yeah, 14, yeah i think 14 is the legal wow um so yeah it, i learned about sales mm -hmm. but um yeah, it's a little bit different, right? No kidding. I, well, I did notice that. Like the first couple things you talked about, the dolls, with the, the UU babies, is that what they're called? Mm -hmm. 
and even the jello tubes like you loved these products mm -hmm. so there was something you could get behind yeah which i think we're gonna see the pattern as we continue talking but it's yeah it's very cool the yeah. power of loving what you do yeah so and after you babies after i started working in engineering um i, I was traveling shanghai and i saw selfie sticks mm. so i was the first one to import selfie sticks to canada i was just are, gonna ask you are you the one who brought them here literally yes. like you know that for a fact yes that's insane so <laughs> that's amazing so this is before any like nobody's seen it yeah like it's it just came out in like japan and china uh -huh. like everyone all of a sudden has it yeah and then i was trying that and then i shipped like half a garage full of selfie sticks and stored it in my garage in calgary uh -oh. and um <laughs> so i that i asked my best friend i was like hey do you want to go half and half on mm -hmm. this for me i was like i don't know if it's gonna work or not but i think this is a this, this is a thing mm -hmm. so and it's the first generation so like the quality is so bad yeah. like the bluetooth remotes half of them don't work um uh -huh. but you know even if you don't have the like again there's no quality control because you're just buying it from the first supplier that right. you met right yeah. there's no time and i wanted to catch that christmas season I'm like this is going to explode for christmas mm -hmm. so like that year what year was that 2013 or 2014 mm -hmm. basically like all the gift shops in banff all the little stands like cell phone stands yeah all of those selfie sticks are ours it's called mm -hmm. go selfie stick is our logo mm -hmm. um oh, yeah. But we basically just went into every store and asked if they want to put a little, right? So, and um, yeah, we sold, we wholesaled for $9 and um, they, they resold it for 30 because it was, wow. a, it was a new, right? May and I ask what you paid for them? $2. Oh my God. So, so and, from $2 to 30. Yeah. Can you believe it? Yeah. But we didn't have a physical location, right? So my goal was like, hey. I've done the retail side before. It sucks. <laughs> yeah. Why don't we just wholesale so we don't have all that overhead, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So that was something that I learned from you, you babies. It's like, it's actually, it might be easier to, especially you have a full-time job, just be a wholesaler. Yeah. And let other people that already have the ecosystem to distribute, mm -hmm. distribute, right? Mm -hmm. We just, we deliver 200 here, 200 there. Banff, every gift shop in Banff had our product. Wow. Right? And you reached out to all those places yep you just you just walk in and ask for the manager and some don't get back to you yeah but because it's such a new product mm. and they can't buy like it's too late for them to like try to find it online yeah find mm -hmm. a supplier mm -hmm. right but we have it in stock <laughs> right <laughs> amazing so so we are able to ask for a little bit more yeah right mm -hmm. um so yeah so that that was that was pretty good so that we sold everything within that christmas so within wow. that this entire venture was basically four months right mm -hmm. and then we shipped a little bit more um we improved the quality because yeah we had to replace a lot of them because of bluetooth again the quality wasn't that good mm -hmm. so we just whoever wanted a replacement we gave them a replacement um and then our ne next shipment was way better um increased the price a little bit and then like middle of the next year following year we started at sport check selling for like twelve dollars like their own brand oh, and then okay. a month later i see a dollarama for two dollars oh, so i'm yeah. like oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. i'm like i'm out <laughs> yeah. oh my god right so it was 
again, it was a very interesting venture. Mm. We caught the wave right yeah, at the very yeah. beginning, but it was a trend. Everyone has one now, yeah. right? So it's like you have an eye. You you have like a very sharp eye for something so. that's about to. And to to catch the timing, like you have the eye, but also like doesn't sound like you would overthink it because it would be easy to overthink it and say, well, I haven't tried it by the supplier. I don't know if yeah. anybody's going to have it. Like, you really have to, like, go with your gut and uh, yeah, okay. well, you, you figure always, it out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, but you, you think of your bottom line and you just go, what's the worst that could happen? Mm-hmm. I have a half a garage full of selfie sticks, <laughs> but my cost is $2. Mm-hmm. You're saying that I can't sell this for 250 yeah. just to get uh-huh. rid of it so I don't lose money, yeah. right? Right. Like, I don't have to pay myself for my time, right? It's just learning experience. Mm-hmm. So if you think of it that way, it's like, hey, I can't go wrong with this business because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. this is a good product. Yeah, it might not sell for the price that I want, but mm-hmm. people will want this because I use it and I know all the Asian girls. Yeah, they all have this yeah. is crazy. Like I froze up at like, do I start an LLC? What's my logo going to be? Like, do I need to get GST, a GST number? Like, what's and, the, yeah. What's the import exactly. requirement process? Yeah. Like you, you babies, we got that, that like with two physical locations. I didn't even know that you need a city business permit. I didn't apply for one. Oh, wow. <laughs> like I had a limited company. Yeah. Yeah. To do taxes and stuff yeah but i didn't know that you need a business license from the city uh-huh. so we did that entire thing without a business license uh-huh. i just didn't know yeah and like west ed never asked they never asked cross iron never asked yeah the it's, insurance even never asked it's not their business <laughs> don't ask don't tell <laughs> right it, it's crazy but really like they're not gonna get in trouble no they don't care no Oh, so, wow. um, yeah, it wasn't until after it was like, oh, this, this thing. That... This is what nightmares are made of. <laughs> this is what my nightmares are made of. So you did well with the selfie sticks. Yes. So it's like, it was what we sort of projected. Mm-hmm. That yeah. Like, you'll know exactly how much you'll make if you sell all these. Yeah. Right. Um, but we didn't continue it. Like, we didn't we really sure what's going to happen after. But we kind of figured that eventually there's other people that could do the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. right. Like, we could put more effort into like research and like make our own like really good ones Mm -hmm. but yeah again like there's going to be hundreds of people doing that Mm -hmm. in a very saturated market after everyone has it right so now it's not a big thing everyone has Mm -hmm. one already yeah for their cameras for their cell phones for right so um so that's yeah pretty much all the little side gigs that i that i tried and did you get like were you hooked on it like did you I imagine once you found that success with the selfie sticks, you're like, oh, this is amazing. And you just can't can't wait to get your hands on something else. Did you feel that? Or were you like, yeah, did it. This is just something that's happening on the side. Yeah. Yeah. It was still like, I'm always looking for like little side gigs to do. (laughs) Yeah. I never thought like, oh, I'm going to start a big business and (laughs) like have like million dollars sales. Uh It was more just, okay. This is fun. This is I saw this cool thing. I think I could make a little bit of money on it. Mm-hmm. And it's something that people would like and mm-hmm. make people's lives better. Mm-hmm. Right? That's all I thought of. Like I didn't think, oh, I'm gonna keep Yeah. Gonna trying retire to... on selfie sticks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or that this is like a path leading you toward making this your full time gig as business owner. 
Yeah. Yeah, I didn't really think of that. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, so the selfie sticks, you were already out of university. Yes. And you were also working a full-time job? Yes. Was there ever a point where you're like, I don't really like working full-time anymore. I'm going to go do something else. Yes. I was probably four years after I... Four years of work. So okay. I worked for, uh, in Fort Mac for one year. Mm-hmm. Paid down my student debt. What? And then came back to Calgary. Worked about three, four years. Yeah, that's and that's our big story of me leaving to do poll. Okay, so now, <laughs> yeah. we're, at the, we're, now we're at the juicy part. What, what was... <laughs> maybe like right before that what was work like work was really good like every job i had was super fulfilling like i worked in the oil sense as a directional driller mm-hmm. um learned a lot did night shifts from 12 a.m to the next 12 a.m the next day yeah yeah seeing things i've never seen worked on really cool projects mm-hmm. coming back to calgary working in construction mm-hmm. um doing project management design is like i had a lot of really good opportunities mm-hmm. and learned a lot very stressful because i feel again it's you're you're new to the industry you want to prove yourself you want to learn as much as you can but it does get tough because like i have trouble separating work from right. life yeah so i keep thinking especially when you have responsibilities mm-hmm. right and you know you're managing multi-million dollar projects mm-hmm and so you're always thinking about it, yeah. right? So I think that stress I really didn't enjoy. Yeah. Yeah, but the act- what, what I experienced in engineering, like I wouldn't trade it for anything else. Right. Mm-hmm. Right? I really enjoyed it. Will I go back now? No, not a chance. Yeah. <laughs> you experienced it, you liked it, now you're out. Because I'm pole out. dancing stole your heart. <laughs> yeah. So where does pole dancing come in? I've always enjoyed movement. So in high school, I started learning break dancing. Okay. Um, really enjoyed it. And then university didn't have time at all. Mm-hmm. But when I started work, again, I was looking for extracurricular activities to like take my off um, my thought off work. Right. Yeah. Tried gymnastics. Tried like ballroom dancing. Like tried everything. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Just just to move. Yeah. Right. Um. Because I really don't enjoy going to the gym and doing mm-hmm. bicep curls and push-ups yeah me neither yeah and uh so yeah i guess i'll tell you the story of how i found pole okay because it was a very funny story okay <laughs> um so i don't even know what pole dancing was um and then it was the stampede pub crawl in i think it's 2014 mm-hmm. okay, okay so we were all a little bit, you know. Yeah. And then cowboys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Trevor knows. Yeah. <laughs> I just imagine the pole on the bus from one bar to the other. This is where it's going. Um, yeah. So the it was a cowboys nightclub. They had a pole stage in the middle of the dance floor for some weird reason. We don't know why. <laughs> and during stampede, it was such I, a hazard. I know why. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and um, yeah, everyone's just laughing at it, playing around with it. Yeah. And it was on spin pole too. Like, so pole spin. So there's the static and then a spin mode Ooh, where it spins on, on its own. Yeah. So it was on spin mode. Um, again, I had no clue what it is. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, everyone's playing around it, on it. I'm going to jump on it, right? Mm-hmm. And in breakdancing, there's a, a move called the flare, right? Okay. So I hugged the pole and did a flare upside down 
and it's almost the exact same movement and it's just i just went flying right mm -hmm. and everyone's like holy shit have you done this before i'm like no <laughs> yeah so we played around on it and i, I was surprised what i was able to do mm -hmm. I, I haven't even seen people pole dance at that point um yeah and then the next day i'm like oh my god my biceps sore yeah. my dress, like every part is so i'm like this is a good workout mm -hmm. so <laughs> So I YouTube started YouTubing like men pole dancing, mm -hmm. and there were like a Russian and a few European pole dancers, like male pole dancers, yeah. that does like calisthenics, right. street pole, and all that. So I started following them, and that's how it kind of like, mm -hmm. wow, it I I discovered like a new thing that's like oh, it's like dance, mm -hmm. it's like gymnastics, mm -hmm. it's a good workout, it's really cool, right? And it's like, it's maybe I should try it. Yeah. So, yeah. That, so that's how I accidentally stumbled onto pole. You literally fell onto a pole, basically. <laughs> basically. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah so I, was, I, I started watching then. I was like, but there's no classes for guys, right? I, I didn't even know there was pole studios. So I was like, and I searched online. It's like, oh, you can install a pole at home. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, how do I, I live with my parents? So it's like, how do I? So I ordered one, and it arrived, and I was like, oh, I'm just I I bought this for a friend, so it mm. got left there, um, for a bit, <laughs> for a few months. Yeah. Um, but and can I pause for a sec? Why? It's I feel like there's some sort of feelings around there where you weren't, you didn't want, really want your parents to know that you had ordered a pole to start dancing. Is that true? Yes. Why? Because it's pole dancing and it, like, yeah, there's it, a so stigma it's, around yeah, it. Yeah, so it's you, who pulls this? It's the strip clubs yeah. that have poles, yeah. right? And I'm pretty sure my parents are knows that. <laughs> yeah. Right. So yeah, so that's like my, uh, my. So it's just my mom that I have to get through, right? So yeah. I don't live. Uh, so they're divorced. Mm -hmm. So I just have to deal with my mom. Okay. I didn't know how to tell her directly that. Yeah. I, I wanted fair. to try. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I left it there. I was like, I bought this for a friend. And then two months later, I'm like, she doesn't want it anymore. <laughs> so I'm going to use it. Um, this is very like, strategic. This I is love amazing. It. Yeah. yeah. So Wait, so for those few months, were you kind of like impatient about it? Like it's sitting there. You want to try it. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So finally but you're like. But it's like a big deal. It's yeah. like, right? Yeah. I don't know what my mom will think. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. And we had a rec room downstairs. Um, so I was like, you know what? Why don't I just. I was telling my mom, I was like, I'll just put it down there for fun, mm -hmm. you know, for when friends come. Yeah. It's a funny thing to have. Yeah, you can use it too if you want. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so installed it and she was like, okay, so I eased her into it. Yeah. So there was never an issue. So strategic. The sales yeah. uh, tactic. Yeah. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. So started playing around with it. And then, like, a year later, one of the studio that was kind of falling calgary they're like oh we're starting a men's class oh. like oh okay mm -hmm. so i joined them because yeah i wasn't comfortable going to a studio because i knew i would be the only guy mm -hmm. and i was like okay hey, i just try to do it at home but i realized that learning off youtube is very hard when yeah. you don't know what you're doing when you imagine. have zero foundation mm -hmm. you know youtube will not tell you what you're doing wrong so i was trying all these things it's just not working mm -hmm. but i have the strength because from breakdancing yeah right so yeah so i finally like decided to try that men's class is the men's class the idea 
basically that you're gonna there's gonna be men there's gonna be more men at least um or is there actually like difference in the technique or what they teach you yes so for girls um they teach more you know pirouettes walking around the pole mm -hmm. um trying to be sexy mm -hmm. right and they knew that guys would not be comfortable with that yeah or or some guys yeah, so this one is like pure strength based. Uh -huh. okay. wow. So they will t right away teach you how to go upside down, right? Because they know that you probably already have quite a bit of strength, upper mm -hmm. body strength. Yeah, and yeah, and we're like uh, on their Instagram. I saw like the instructor. She's like, I'm learning how to teach guys how to pull. So she actually put a banana in her underwear mm. and put did all these moves and <laughs> to see like. <laughs> what she needs to simulate what the difference would be <laughs> it was hilarious that's funny that uh, would have intimidated me yeah <laughs> yeah no i was i was so worried like going to my first pole class because i saw on instagram like what their class are like girls are not wearing much i'm like yeah what if i get a hard-on during class like yeah. stuff like that like i yeah. worry about it right yeah. I'm, I'm comfortable seeing it because i'm like it's it's a concern yeah i'm like I <laughs> you know i was i was young yeah <laughs> um and yeah it uh but yeah like after i noticed how hard it is i'm like yeah i'm not gonna be thinking about this <laughs> no pun intended yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the men's class i was the only student <laughs> this is amazing it was meant to I, be and yeah. the instructor is like one of the best in canada she's yeah. won a bunch of awards so like she taught me everything really quickly really well and right away just so it's just one-on-one -on -one coaching one-on-one -on -one yeah, coaching yeah, for like coaching. for a few months and then some guys started yeah um yeah because they saw you on instagram and they wanted to <laughs> probably it's, uh yeah so it was it was really good and yeah i was the only student who got basically private lessons and she taught me all the hard stuff because she's like i don't want you to be bored you know doing regular spins yeah right. So like I got hooked on like right away. It's like this is what I want to do for exercise, mm -hmm. right? I love that because it's like I imagine from her point of view, she could be concerned that like oh there's probably not enough guys or there's no guys that are interested. Yeah. And maybe from your point of view, you were kind of like there's no classes, and it really only takes one of each, right? One instructor, yeah. one student to no start kidding. something. Yes. That's really cool. It yes. And, and like they're obviously losing money on it, but they want to Right. They want to build that community, mm. right? So Because and, as you're learning from her, she's learning from you of how to teach you and maybe what the differences are. Yes. How you would that's awesome. Yeah, because again, there's no guys that pole dance in Canada at that time. Mm -hmm. Right? So yeah you're hooked <laughs> yeah no i was instantly cooked got a membership and went there two days so started training taking classes two twice a week and then on my own whenever i can mm -hmm. absolutely loved it like what was it like walking into a pole dancing studio as the only man basically who's ever been in there like did people kind of stop and look and be like oh who's this <laughs> Or were Gosh, you nervous no. walking into it? Or did you feel like it? they are? I would have felt, <laughs> yeah. felt like there's a spotlight on me all of a sudden. <laughs> yes, there definitely is. Yeah. But then I guess like they're super comfortable. I, I guess I don't give up out the creepy vibes. You don't. You're very, yeah, there's something special about you that allows you to do this. Um, yeah, so it was, and right away, because you're the, like people are super supportive they're like oh wow a guy is trying to learn this mm -hmm. yeah. so like you know and they'll 
everyone remind remembers you right away that they remember your name so yeah. all of a sudden you know everybody hmm. and it just becomes a community you just you're just training with your friends mm -hmm. right yeah and um yeah, eventually like that men's class became five six people um yeah uh, and i ended up going to other levels as well like that's more girls dominated mm -hmm. um classes which is yeah. fine um they do a lot of flexibility things that i can't do which is fine if only you could reach back to university friends the ones that wouldn't come to your party because there was too many guys <laughs> <laughs> look at me now everybody. <laughs> so what came next so it could have stayed a pretty cool hobby it was just like after four um three four years of engineering i was like I just needed a break. It was mm -hmm. like, people call it like a midlife crisis. I don't think so. I don't think it would be called that. But, you know, when you're in a role for that long, you're just like, I need something different. I'm tired. Yeah, mm -hmm. I know that right? well. Um, yeah. And uh, I'm like, I really want to just take a year off mm -hmm. and just train circus. Like, mm -hmm. I want to I wanna perform in the circus. Yeah. Right? I want to do pole. Cool. I want to, like, the, the European guy will follow. He just back flipping off light poles and just you know traveling the world i'm just like oh my god oh i just that, i want to do I that do that yeah like what the, so there's an overlap between pole and circus yeah so i consider pole circus okay because for me pole was never that like like it was never like i want to feel sexy uh -huh. it, it was I, I feel strong right uh -huh. right and yeah i'm doing something fun uh -huh. right so when I discovered pole, I realized that circus uses the same thing. And like all the studios also, they don't just do pole. Mm -hmm. They also do aerial hoop, aerial silks, and all of that stuff. So I got introduced to all of those things. Right. So yeah, and, and I started training on all of them. Pole has always been my main thing, like my favorite. Mm -hmm. But I learned silks, aerial hoop, all of that. Uh, oh. Yeah. And like the hammock that we play with. That's like a fairly new apparatus. That's circus. Yeah. Right. That that's you, Cirque du Soleil has that apparatus in some of their shows. So yeah. So that goes hand in hand. And what um, is the world of circus like? Like the I guess professional. Yeah. So there's not much in Calgary, mm -hmm. and I'm actually I was very disappointed. Mm -hmm. That's one of the reasons why I left Canada to train. Yeah. Is uh, there was just not a program that will push me to the next level. Right. Right, it was always recreational. Mm -hmm. Right, I I struggled to find a place where I could train outside of class. Right, and just taking two classes a week, you know, wasn't mm -hmm. enough. Yeah, it just wasn't enough. It wasn't where I wanted to be. Mm -hmm. wow. So, yeah. So yeah. so at some point you say goodbye to your engineering job, so that you can go train full time. Yeah, and I knew ball. that I would come. Some I knew that I need to make money. I need to make a living. Mm -hmm. So eventually I have to come back. But I'm like I need to. Like my mom saw like how stressed I was after work and she's like, mm -hmm. and I told her, you know, I want to take a year off and just do what I want to do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I want to run away to the circus. Yeah. Right. That's the saying, old yeah. saying. And um, she's like, I support you. Do it. Wow. So yeah, saved up money and uh, trained a bit. And then I started following a bunch. So my plan was to go to different cities all over Asia, North America, mm -hmm. train two weeks here, train two weeks there. Hmm. had my whole route planned yeah uh which instructor i want to learn with gave my two-week notice and actually it, because like the company was really good to me so I, I gave them a very long notice yeah because i was still in between uh projects so where did you go did you do a like a circuit 
Did you go to city from city to city to city to training? Yes. You followed through with that plan? Wow. Yes. But, um, but the first studio I went to, it's in um, Changsha of China. It's like a, um, it's in central China. Okay. Um, a guy that I really liked. My my two weeks there became three months because oh, wow. it was exactly what I was looking for. Twelve hours a day, military style. Holy cow! Like it was it was everything I could have asked for and more. I cried. They like when they stretch me. Yeah. They have two people like oh my God. pushing the side of my legs, and that's I'm like this is what I wanted. <laughs> like, Sounds yeah, lovely. Yeah. Um, Finally. Yeah, there's not much many studios like that, but yeah. So this guy is fairly famous. Uh, his name is his Jeremy, but his Instagram is super strong. Jeremy, he's like one of the best in the world now. Hmm. But yeah, he has this personality. He's just like, yeah, I just I love this so much. Hmm. I'll train to seven, like I'll train to three a.m. in the morning if I have to. And sometimes we would train with him till the early mornings, and like we're so tired. And then he just has a way of pumping us up. But there's literally people that. Their second day learning pole, doing crazy stuff just because of the atmosphere, and yeah. we're just pushing them. And I mean, in China, there's like no safety. It's like, doesn't matter if you can't do it or not, just do it. Yeah, no insurance. <laughs> <laughs> so, did you live like in the studio with, like, in the? So I rented a place right under the studio. Like, there's wow. the, the building had a hotel inside. Mm-hmm. Um, but most people that learn from him, they're students that in China, they're small towns. They want to learn and then open up their own studio mm-hmm. in their so. They want to have this as a career, right? Mm-hmm. It's not like here where right. everyone's kind of like, oh, I just want to do it for exercise. I just want to, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, so people trained really hard there. How, how big was the class and what was the sense of community like in that space? Oh, it was, it was like a thousand square feet. It was not that big, like 10 poles. And there's 40 people in there. Wow. Oh my gosh. It was, you, it was so much fun. Like <laughs> literally they would, he would, separate people into three levels Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. he would demonstrate like combo for each level and then you guys just so basically you're sharing a poll with like 10 other people Mm. um and you just go one-on-one up try yeah try right and it's very interesting but it's actually very effective because when other people are trying and failing you're watching them right and you're realizing what they're doing wrong right Mm -hmm. yeah and it somehow works like you won't find that here Every, here everyone has their own pole everyone's just like yeah right so <laughs> their own space their personal space <laughs> yeah like... it was super fun you're chatting and while you train it's, it's like a whole day of party like it's hard yeah. right but like warm-up is warm-up conditioning is like three hours in the morning oh my gosh. you're already tired before you even start <laughs> learning pole there's a like a hairstylist right beside us and He's like, every morning I just hear screams and crying. Like, I thought this was a dance to you. I'm like, yeah, you should see how they stretch us. Yeah, like the splits. They would have like the heaviest person step on you. While you're doing the splits. While you're doing the splits. It's just. Did you get injuries at all? I was just going to say like. I So I got injured a lot. But because we warmed up for three hours, somehow like you're so warmed that. The next day you're fine. Mm. Like you'll be sore, mm. but I'm. But yeah, you won't sustain the like major mm. injuries because you're so con- like, yeah, you're. It's hot. It's like forty degrees, right? Mm. No AC, and you've been stretching all morning, <laughs> yeah. right? So yeah, you hit like yeah. It'll just you won't get 
seriously injured, yeah. right? Wow. It'll hurt. You'll pull a thing or two, but it recovers very fast. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, I stayed there for a long time mm-hmm. and didn't even bother going to a lot of places that I wanted to go because it was just such a good experience. Like, you get to know some, like, everyone so well, right? Because mm-hmm. you're just. <laughs> yeah, you live with them, basically. Yeah, you live with them. And, right. and I guess you'd like. I was gonna ask, is it like more competitive? Is it more supportive? But maybe both. Like it's like the energy's there, so it feel been... pushed by everybody trying their best. Yes, but the difference is like so the instructor. So in Asia, especially Chinese culture, when you teach someone, you're not supposed to like tell them they're doing well. You're supposed to you're not doing well, mm-hmm. and you this is not good, and you mm-hmm. should do better. Yeah, right. So I don't know how that, how that term is like what's that term when, it's when you like teach negative kids. criticism instead of positive criticism. yeah it's like yeah like but yeah criticizing <laughs> yeah so that's how it's just yeah, no, so like they're very straightforward and they're like yeah you need to work harder this is wrong like, they don't tell you what you're doing mm. well they mm. tell you and that's how in chinese culture you you learn mm-hmm. right um but because he knows i'm canadian yeah he's just complimenting <laughs> me the entire oh, everyone's no. like what yeah why is he getting all these compliments <laughs> um yeah so he he was super nice to me he's like yeah it just because yeah i'm the <laughs> he knows you're canadian. i'm canadian i'm like he's like yeah this guy can't take this. <laughs> i don't want to make him cry i don't want the canadian to cry yeah so uh that's really interesting because it it's like he wasn't just going with like culturally the default he, yeah. he understood the differences between no what you yeah mean. he pushed other people when stretching other people he would go way harder on them than me uh-huh Right, he's probably like, oh, I don't want to hurt a non-Chinese citizen. Yeah. Like, what, what am I? <laughs> exactly. We sent to the embassy. The embassy will come. <laughs> what did you? What did you f- like? Because you noticed that mm-hmm. in at the time. Yeah. Were you like grateful for it? Did you feel kind of singled out? How did you take that? I I, I was pretty happy he's about like, this it. Is sweet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. Yeah. Like I I needed that because it was so hard. Yeah. Right. And like, yeah, the stuff he teaches is so hard yeah i I sometimes i'm like okay i can't do anything and then yeah. sometimes he's like you're not going to lunch until you get this entire combo which just has like nine parts to it mm-hmm. yeah. and they're like until you do it you're not going for lunch like that's the <laughs> that's how he runs yeah. his classes except for robbie robbie can go for lunch. <laughs> <laughs> robbie i have your snack yeah. ready <laughs> <laughs> oh god it's, it's uh for me it was never a career mm-hmm. i i was just trying to ex- enjoy the experience for some of those girls they're under pressure to eventually make a living out of this Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. so so they have to get good they have to win a competition and have that title so that they can open something yeah right so Mm -hmm. some of the mentalities are a little different and some people want to teach for him so they try really hard to Mm -hmm. get really good really fast right so when that term three month term is up do you go to other cities or did you come back here i came back for a bit just to oh so i I, then i went to san francisco for a bit okay uh vancouver for a month oh yeah the beijing uh beijing for a month just Mm. training wow kind of went a little bit of everywhere yeah but basically the three month i learned in that that i spent in that studio Mm. it like it changed my life yeah like i came back to calgary and i was like oh wow i could teach other people now Mm -hmm. right it just they're doing stuff that nobody here does. Right. For example, spin pull tricks. There wasn't that much variations. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
that guy who was so good at it, right? Mm-hmm. All of his tricks, nobody's seen, mm-hmm. right? So, um, yeah. So, tell me more about changed your life. Like, obviously, it changed your life from the point of view of you made decisions that changed your life after that. But did you feel changed by it? Yes, it's. Uh, I fell in love with basically like pole movement, like mm-hmm. like never before. Like when he, so at the beginning every morning. After stretching, he would show us a combo, right? And there'll be like 30 girls in and me. <laughs> Were you the it, only guy? Yes, I was the only guy. And eventually like, there was one other guy that came for a little bit. Okay. But yeah, I was the only guy. Yeah, and we would just watch him. And he would just put all these together, things together with like really loud, like epic music. Mm-hmm. And everyone just like in awe yeah. the entire morning. I'm like, I can't believe I'm enjoying this yeah. right it's just it's so beautiful it's so powerful right. and he trained so hard for it mm-hmm. and i'm like yeah i'm gonna train harder i want to compete yeah i'd never wanted to compete mm-hmm. until i trained there i was like oh i can do this mm-hmm. yeah and this is work ethic right to be able to train like it's not normal to train for that long yeah mm-hmm. but even if you train like a quarter of that time you'll do really well yeah mm-hmm. right yeah so he, I think his personality just like elevated all his students mm-hmm. and all his students ended up opening their very successful studios all over China. So, Holy. um, and Calgary and Calgary. Yeah. That was, and then I ended up going back for another like two, three months after I was like, I need more. Yeah. <laughs> I miss him. <laughs> yeah. So it's obviously that's extremely physically challenging and mentally challenging. Maybe emotionally yeah. challenging. Emotionally challenging. Like, yeah. Just... Yeah. And uh, yeah. And I helped him. We got really close and he opened a second studio while I was there. Mm-hmm. So I helped him like renovate and like all the, I installed all the poles for him. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, just come back whenever you want. You get free lessons for the rest of your life. Oh my God. <laughs> he sounds amazing. He sounds yeah. like a natural leader. Yes. Like inspirational for sure. Exactly. We should meet him. To the max. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So yeah, he... Two years before the pandemic, he competed in the IPSF, which is like a pole sport organization. Like, it's the organization that wants pole to be in the Olympics. Oh, cool! Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like they mark kind of like gymnastics and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. And yeah, so he ranked second for men's Holy. in the world. So yeah, he's a big and he was in the uh, China's Got Talent. So this is CCTV. This is Central Chinese Television, which is mm-hmm. fairly like censored and like they. And they let pole wow. be in it. Just that, like, that's how mainstream mm-hmm. pole has become. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That the central Chinese television is showing a yeah. male pole dancer. Mm-hmm. Right. So he's definitely like changed the norm, like at people's thought mm-hmm. on what pole dancing is. Yeah. Right. So it, China now, like every city has 20 to 30 pole studios. Mm-hmm. Like it's just everywhere. That's amazing. I was going to so. ask actually about that. Like, what did it do for your confidence level? Oh. Like from being the person who, who had to tell his mom, I bought this pole for a friend. She's not going to use it. Let's just give it a shot. What do you think? To becoming the guy who's like, this is my life. Like, I love this and I'm going to teach it and I'm going to make it my life. There's, there, I see a huge like shift in like the confidence around it. And you've mm-hmm. just completely eliminated that stigma, at least in your mind. Yes. And it's hard to like talk to her about it. I literally showed her all my videos. Mm -hmm. I'm like, this is what I can do. And she's like, wow. Right. Yeah. You know, there's 
again, there's nothing wrong with Paul being sexual, mm-hmm. but what I demonstrated was like art yeah. and strength. Yeah. And it's something different. Right. Right. Um, and she really, she's like, wow. It's like, she's like, yeah, I, I want to learn. <laughs> I want to learn. Like, yeah, just watching. You. Um, so she ended up supporting me quite a bit. But even oh, yeah. at that point, after I, the plan was always to go back to engineering after a year off. Yeah. Because I knew that I'll be out of money. Mm-hmm. I need to do something. Like, never had the thought of actually opening a studio. Mm-hmm. So then When how, was the thought born? Yeah. How did that happen? Um, so I came back, got an engineering job. So broke like like 60 grand a line of credit yeah right i way overspent during the one year right mm-hmm. you just yeah but yeah so i went back um found a new company to work for mm-hmm. and i was like but i coming back i took some classes and i'm like i could teach people mm-hmm. right so i converted my garage into a pole, pole studio so it's got six poles i drywall the the garage door so the do- garage oh, door so is, can't open. open. Yeah. I insulated it, um, put mirrors, laminate flooring. Yeah. And then just because I learned from some of the pole studios around, um, like I kind of had a, already a network of people that's been training for a long time. So yeah, asked them to come over to train. And I was like, hey, I'm going to start a class. Black market, cash only, yeah. <laughs> no insurance. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's You technically can't even run a dance studio in a residential mm. area, right? Mm. But I'm like, this is just for fun, right? As mm. I, I have, I have work, I do, I work during the day, right. teach a little bit at night, and then I have a space for myself to train. That was the most important part was I, I need a space to train as well, yeah, right? And the studios in Calgary didn't offer what I needed. Right. So yeah, so try to make it as nice as I can. People started hearing about it and like, People are posting on Instagram, like, and they're like, where is this place? It's slowly just, before it was like all my engineering friends. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, come from our home. We actually have a video of Isa. Isa was Sam. Yeah, them, uh, uh, like, it was all like taken. literally my second day opening and them taking pole classes. Oh my God. Yeah, it was, it's still on Facebook. I'm um, going to go find it. <laughs> Um, but yeah, beginning was just, and then it just slowly got bigger and, you know, people that I didn't know before are like reaching out. Hey, I want to come. Right. Yeah. And I opened up a side door for the garage so they don't have to go into my house yeah. to mm-hmm. go in. Right. And eventually like the neighbors are like, where is there always half naked <laughs> girls walking yeah. <laughs> in and out of your garage? <laughs> yeah. What are you running? So that was, that was really fun because I had no overhead because I, I knew I didn't, I never thought of it as a business. It was mm-hmm. again for fun. Mm-hmm. Right. I had a full-time job. I really didn't care if people paid me or not. Right. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to teach and I learned all these things from all over the world. Mm-hmm. And most of the people here have only learned in Calgary and everyone was like showing off what they learned on Instagram and just all of a sudden mm-hmm. everyone's reaching out. Yeah. Right. So we did that for about a year. One of my student who owns a Pilates studio in my current building of our current studio it's like oh you should check out our 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 building Hmm. yeah i went to check it out and uh, like back then yeah like the building wasn't very renovated and kind of run down so the rent was pretty cheap yeah i was like oh i could create something here right because i could do all the renovations myself Mm -hmm. and i was like yeah if and if worse comes worse it'll just be like my man cave if nobody comes 
I'll worst comes to, I'll just hang out here. It'll be my <laughs> hangout place. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's how it started. So we signed a lease for three years and the landlord was like, oh God, like pole dance to you. Like, they're like, now they say there's like, we kind of talked about each other. It's like, there's no way you can make it. Like mm-hmm. uh, we just gave you a chance because well, we wanted you to give you a chance, but yeah. we had no clue that people would come and learn pole yeah. <laughs> from a guy. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so that's how I went to the next step. It's be- like, I had a job. So I was like, again, I'm not doing this for money. I just needed a space to train and then train with my friends. Mm-hmm. That's how we made it from a garage to an actual business location with insurance and all that yeah. proper yeah. stuff, business license. <laughs> so is that when it became our song studios or was yes. it even that before? No. Uh, or was it just Robbie's house? I think it was in the garage. It was called our song studios. Oh, cool. And then we had this Facebook group. And eventually there was like hundred people in that Facebook group. And then after a year, I was like, oh, we signed a lease. We need a name, like an actual name. Yeah. And uh, so we had a contest. It was like, you get a free mem- monthly membership if, you, if we end up using your month, uh, your mm-hmm. name. And there was like hundreds of ideas. In the end, we still went with ours. <laughs> yeah. Nobody wins. <laughs> <laughs> Robbie wins. <laughs> oh man, like the, the names that they came up with. It's uh, it's like police. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, there's a like, lot to come up with. Like, actually, there's it's so funny. Like all the puns that they come up with, <laughs> yeah. but uh, people don't know who our song studio is mm-hmm. until like a bit later. But which mm-hmm. is fine. Um, like the city inspector when they came to, they're like, "Oh, this is not a karaoke bar." <laughs> when they come in to like uh, do the city inspection they, were, they thought it was karaoke so oh, yeah. i assume at some point you begin to be well known in calgary in the uh, pole scene i guess right like people start knowing who robbie is yes so before i opened i actually like the actual so when i was in my garage uh i went to a lot of competitions actually mm-hmm. like usually it's in the springtime and i would do like four to five competitions within that spring like three four month period mm-hmm. i won the the canadian pole fitness championship wow in the men's category i mean there was only like three other people so it's like <laughs> <laughs> the, the the female side is way more like competitive, competitive right yeah. so yeah and i was able to compete all over the states i won like a freestyle battle in uh, san francisco Holy. um it was literally like there's there's a dj and it's one-on-one, each get a pole, and you just jam, like breakdancing. This is crazy. Yeah, I won, like, two grand for, like, for winning the whole thing. And uh, I w- competed in Edmonton for pole theater, um, and then you qualify for Worlds, um, which is in London. Mm-hmm. So I went to London to com- perform. So all of that stuff, like, definitely helped with getting the name out there, Yeah. right? So when we started the studio, it's like, everyone kind of already like in the whole community all over canada knew that there's this guy that's getting pretty good yeah <laughs> and he's gonna open a pole studio right so yeah, so I'm gonna, yeah it takes you to like create buzz because no it's kidding. so it's such a special thing yeah you're like oh. unique yeah so the two years in a row i did four to five competitions per year this is still full-time job right <laughs> like just... oh yeah are you still working full-time i was working full-time <laughs> oh my god robbie yeah. It wasn't until like a year after the Pulse Studio opened that I'm like, 
wow, this could p- possibly make enough for me not to work, mm-hmm. right? Not that I didn't enjoy my job at the time. Yeah. It's just I felt more fulfilled building that studio. Mm-hmm. Like right away making, making the space super nice, mm-hmm. making people super happy. Yeah. And I see how happy our instructors and our students are. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I could put a lot of effort into this to make this something, right? Um, yeah, so about to quit. And then COVID happened mm-hmm. after a year I of opening. I forgot about that. Yes. Um, <laughs> so that was a very interesting year, like like uh, two years yeah. after the first year was way more successful than I expected. Yeah. Right. Like our retention rate was extremely high. Our instructors are growing. We we started with two instructors. Now we have twenty. Right. So like the constant growth and everything, I was super proud. Right. And then yeah, COVID happened, and nobody knew like what's next. Yeah. Right. We told everybody, oh, we're closed for two weeks because of COVID, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. So had you quit your job at this point or you were still debate? You were on the yeah, fence? Yeah, so I was on the fence. And then because of COVID um, and the company wasn't doing too well at the time, mm-hmm. um, the, the company actually dissolved. So everyone kind of lost their job. Oh, wow. Um, Meant to be. Yeah. But at that point, they already knew because they were fairly supportive of me like doing this. They were giving this like, okay, I need this day because i need to hit the deadline to renovate the place yeah. they were very lenient like okay if you work the weekend you can have today off that's to- amazing so they were very supportive um but they kind of knew that at some point i probably well pursued this just they, they saw how well like we had a company party in the studio oh, cool. and i think <laughs> our boss is like yeah there's probably like this is way more fun than your current job <laughs> i'm like they're like i don't know why you're still <laughs> Yeah, no kidding. Talk about team building. Yeah, Go to so a pool they studio. did really well. So, uh, we do a lot of corporate team building now. Okay. So COVID hits, you're you lose your job basically. What is it like now? Like, what's your stress level like do at you, the time? Yeah, it wasn't because like your expectation is still not that high in terms of profit. When like mm-hmm. when company just starts, right? I don't expect profit. You know, the government the land war super lenient they're like right away i didn't even contact them like okay we heard there's a grant coming for rent mm-hmm. you don't have to pay us until you get money from the government holy they were like they saved me big time right because mm-hmm. so many people went under because their landlord wasn't mm-hmm. supportive yeah mm-hmm. um but i i lucked out there um and eventually during that time it's like once we were open every two weeks there was a different policy oh Three meter distancing. Yeah, oh, yeah, two meter yeah, distancing. Yeah. Oh, back to three. Oh, you're not allowed to run classes anymore. Yeah. Oh, you're allowed to run privates. Yeah. Oh, you're allowed to run three people per class. Um, <laughs> and then we're closed again. Yeah, and then we're closed again. We got shut down three times. Yeah, that it was. That's I had so to move hard. the poles so many times oh to like gosh. meet the, yeah. the criteria for safe distancing for fitness. Yeah. Like I'm like, if I drill any more holes on the in the ceiling, <laughs> this, this roof's gonna collapse. <laughs> oh man that was it was very interesting like but like the instructors were supportive and you know i was on like serve like the the two thousand dollars a month ei or like temporary support right because i this yeah um and then eventually the government had that grant so they basically paid for 70 percent of our rent for the entire covid holy so that saved us yeah right um or else i i don't know what i would do if i had to pay rent while we're shut down yeah yeah, and the instructors were super supportive as well. It's like, whatever you need, 
yeah if we have to teach for free i'll teach for free right um because yeah because they they want this yeah because so many gyms shut down right Mm -hmm. admin side i don't think i could have done it while working a full-time job yeah Mm -hmm. like running a business during covid is like three times more work Mm -hmm. right you're cleaning between every class yeah if an outbreak happens in your studio like it's gonna be all over the news Mm -hmm. that was tough that's so intense but no we because we were small back then like we were lean we we took it pretty well yeah so and it sounds like you had built this really cool support like this group of people that were all in it with you all the members came back every time we reopen and we're like if you want to activate your membership you can because we don't do contracts if you want to be a member you could do month to month but anytime you want to cancel you cancel so they don't have to come back Mm -hmm. every time we reopen all of them come back wow right away so i was like very blessed by that yeah because yeah we got a loyal group of that's amazing so so then um, COVID ends. It's all in the past now. Tell me what. Tell me how that how it grows. Yeah. So we grew basically. We started with a thousand square feet. We grew four times. So as people moved out of that floor, we started taking over. Mm-hmm. Now we're at almost four thousand square feet. So three classrooms. Wow. Um, and we kind of just grew like one by one, like slowly. So yeah, it's, after COVID, things went really well. Everyone's like, you know, I, I think. COVID did change a lot of views. Like people are like, okay, I'm going to do this now. Yeah. Okay. Right. So they're either traveling or they really want to do something. They get really into it. Mm -hmm. So we did see this and then everyone's out of shape. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So, and they want the community feel of uh, like these boutique fitness studios. Right. So we did see like a very fast and steady growth Mm. after COVID. Wow. Yeah. And now we're running 250 classes a month. We have over 400 students. Yeah, Good it's just it, it, since since COVID, it's it's grown three folds. Mm-hmm. Very fortunate. No kidding. How many men are in that? Mm, four to five. Yeah, yeah. And you do a men only class, right? Yes. And is it those kind of four same handful of guys? Uh, that... Actually, they're different. So oh, the four good. or five, they're the regulars that they would do everything. They would yeah. go to the regular level one to six classes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the men's class is more like specialized. They do sometimes come, but it's more like guys that are not, I wouldn't say they're fully committed to pole. Yeah. They just want to try, try it and in a they just want to learn a human flag and to go, okay, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, I did it. Mission accomplished. Yeah. <laughs> I de- never want to learn anything else, right? Yeah. So that's the men's classes more, I noticed is more geared towards those people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they don't come, I try to, but they don't come as consistent as I would like. Yeah. I'm like, you can't just learn a human flag in one class yeah and you can't just do it coming like once a month mm-hmm. right yeah so i teach them all these conditioning things and i try to inspire them and they they are inspired but i feel like it's still that they feel intimidated because the entire studio is women mm-hmm. right. yeah i try to convince them but it's it's it hasn't been easy yeah right sometimes we only have like one student in class mm-hmm. yeah i really want to build that team up from the outside i feel more empowered to go into your studio because i see you doing it Yes. Like if it was, if I was following a female instructor on Instagram, I probably wouldn't feel the urge to go and try it. I'd be, I'd feel that intimidation. So you're doing something amazing and that's empowering, not just women, like you're empowering everybody and women to feel good about themselves and as well as men to come in and try something new in a comfortable, safe place, right? Yes. You mentioned it earlier. You don't really have this kind of, 
awkward or intimidation vibe you're i'm so comfortable around you and i'm sure like everybody is probably so comfortable around you did you hear have you heard feedback like this in the like before like all the women are comfortable being in your class and there was never any i don't know there was never any hesitation for women taking your class yeah no it seems like the classes i teach has the same attendance as all the female instructors Mm -hmm. so i feel like they feel quite and obviously because i'm a guy i'll teach more upper body strength-based stuff right and a lot of uh women want to work on their upper body yeah Mm -hmm. so they they enjoyed that kind of stuff and Mm -hmm. yeah and no one was like okay i'm specifically gonna avoid robbie's classes um but almost the opposite like it definitely be like the attraction yeah Yeah. i want to go to robbie's class after covid like maybe even before i can imagine there's a broad range of people coming in in terms of what they what their experience is and what they're looking to get out of it like maybe still anything from professional dancers to people who just want to be like i want to do something random this weekend (laughs) Mm -hmm. try pole uh how do you like is there a challenge to balance those different groups and the still have a sense of community when people are coming from so much diverse points of view? No, it's it's very interesting. Like this community, it's like a lawyer, software engineer, and a stripper is best friends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Like I'm very surprised. Like now that I, you know, there's probably a dozen girls in sex work that goes to our studio. Right. And then there's everyone else that they're students there's you know moms and then there's people like lots of engineers a lot of lawyers and doctors Mm -hmm. yeah and in that space they all have the common language like you know they're they love this sport Mm -hmm. and they love being there right and they have a lot of common language together Mm -hmm. because they all follow the same people on instagram that inspires them (laughs) so yeah like in terms of classes we didn't have to cater Mm -hmm. to specific groups right yeah we have the heels class the exotic pole which is super popular right but it's got everybody yeah mm-hmm. and everyone like i have my own heels like i'm like i can see why girls love mm-hmm. wearing these heels you your legs feel so long <laughs> and your flow just becomes because it's got weight to it right yeah so it just it makes you feel good and i'm like oh that's why exotic classes because before i'm like i want this you to be purely pole fitness it's all about sport mm-hmm. right and uh i wasn't really into the exotic pole aspect of it yeah and then we added one waitlisted added two waitlisted added three like doesn't matter how (laughs) much like i'm like wow yeah right and then i started learning more about it i'm like and it's like this is fun it's cardio Hmm. it's a lot harder dancing in heels so they're working their core they have to like engage their core Mm -hmm. so they don't fall or twist their ankle yeah Hmm. now we're running like nine or ten exotic pole classes every week holy cow right and and i'm like yeah girls love looking in the mirror and feeling good about themselves and they're exercising and having fun. Mm -hmm. And it could be anybody. It could be, you know, they might be a stripper or they might want to someday Mm -hmm. or they just want to do cool things. We cater to everybody there. Mm -hmm. The guys as well. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But, but we're trying to, we give guys special treatment because we want to get them in. (laughs) Like, like Robbie got special treatment in Beijing. In China. It looks like a really cool space from what I've so, seen on Instagram. And we have to go visit. I'd yeah. love to come and visit. Yeah, the goal was to like design the studio to be a place where, you know, people can find commonality with each other, could just hang out, right? So, like, we have a piano, grand piano in the middle. We have a few other instruments um, that's there making the cafe. Like, one of the goals of the cafe is a new student to come in and they're waiting for a drink. 
they might be talking mm -hmm. and start a conversation with yeah. her classmate and they might become best friends because what we notice is especially people that's been with us for like four years they are best friends yeah like the studio is their life they, they hang out after class um and we want to build that the cafe one of the biggest reasons why i had it is like i want to people keep people i don't want them to come take a class and leave mm. right i want them to build that community come to all of our you know outdoor events Mm -hmm. We do a lot of photo shoots outdoors with the pole. Mm -hmm. You guys probably seen it on our Instagram. We do a lot of yeah, those. Like it's in the very popular. Of the lake. It's crazy. Yes. But yeah, so that's the goal. Once they, a lot of them are also like new to Calgary and they're mm -hmm. like, I want a place where I can meet people. Mm -hmm. The space is designed for that. Yeah. Our new pole room now, if there's no classes in there, you could go and train for free. Yeah. When they're training, they're just hanging out. Yeah. Have a bubble tea. Yeah. Talk. And then next thing you know, they become really good friends and they're going to concerts and stuff mm -hmm. outside the studio. I'm like, oh, wow. You've built this amazing community. Yeah. That's what's driving me right now to make it like the best studio ever. Yeah. Right. Like everything. I'm like, like it really doesn't like money. It doesn't really matter anymore. Mm -hmm. Everyone's just so happy there. Yeah. And it's like, it sounds like and looks like you can go there and be yourself like from eight to five, these people, they're doctors and lawyers and they have other jobs where they're kind of probably behind a bit of a veil. I know because I've done it. Yeah. But when they come to your studio, they get to release the veil and just be themselves. Yes. I think of that movie. What's a movie with Jennifer Lopez and Richard <laughs> oh, Gere where they have to, he just signs like... up for a dance class and he has to, do, it's like secret. He goes there in mm -hmm. the nights to learn to dance ballroom. And everyone in the dance class is themselves, mm. but outside they're they're very different people. Yeah, it's that's kind of what you've created. From what I'm hearing, is you get to be the truly your authentic self in our song studios. Yes, yeah, it's and it just kind of grew to be that way, right? It's mm -hmm. like before I was just oh, we just need a place to train, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, so it was like it's, it just naturally progressed, and then once you see what you can do to the community is like, oh, I want to make it even better. Yeah. So looking forward to the future and looking forward to you guys trying coming it out yes. too because you'll love it. You'll love I'm it. I'm going to come in. It's, I think uh, the, the men's class for me, I guess, offers an easier step into it because there is like, I would be intimidated, I think. Like even and, you mentioned like getting aroused between yeah, some, like 20 half-naked women <laughs> dancing on a pole. Yeah, like some guys, guy. they don't know where to look. Yeah, right? I wouldn't know where to look. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to offend anybody, but like they're yeah. all around me. I can't look exactly. anywhere else, right? Um, like I'm used to it. And, uh, yeah, like, yeah, don't look at anyone in, in a creepy way. Yeah. But <laughs> but mo girls don't care. Like they like the girls there feel very safe. Yeah. We really haven't had any creepy people go there just, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. to, to be there in other purposes other than exercise mm -hmm. and getting improving themselves, right? Yeah. But I think we're, we're rounding a, a question that I have is like beyond the stigma, which hopefully is coming down mm -hmm. with with you being like creating these types of spaces and seeing this community. I think it's still like to be yourself or even to explore this side of you and like what your body can do. It puts you in a very vulnerable position. I think it's kind of scary, like even as a woman, not having to be the only guy in the room to step into that position. And so a couple of questions about that is like, how do you create a safe space at like targeting that specific side of it not just the fun side of it but like it's okay kind of and then mm. the the second is more um 
as a teacher, maybe it overlap as a teacher beyond teaching the athleticism of it. Um, do you have to help kind of lower people's their inhibitions to like kind of just let go and and let their guard down to try things that are maybe like yes. So we easy. are yeah very so everyone starts like I can't imagine them because I know what if I felt like going to my yeah. first class. So I yeah. I'm like this is not easy, and for someone to like a girl it doesn't matter who uh or a guy to have the guts to go to their first pole class i think it's very intimidating mm. so we designed our pole class to be co-ed mm. so we have pole fitness um level one to six okay and i specifically tell the instructors for so if there's intro to pole you need to take that class once that's like just introducing to it you only need to take it once mm -hmm. and then you go into level one um i asked the instructors to dress more conservative mm -hmm. in level one like make sure you don't show the cheeks too much because yeah. again some students are very shy yeah and then the moves that we teach in intro and level one it's not sexy at all it's just it's more elegant yeah and it's more fitness based so you you ease them into it so that like a guy comes in and is like oh i don't feel like i have to be sexy mm -hmm. right i just feel like that was a great workout so we start everyone else on that route first right once they gain some some confidence they're like oh i could spin easily and stuff then they're like oh i see a bunch of those girls training on heels like i want to try it mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. and a few months later they're like <laughs> spending thousands of dollars on heels yeah. like buying the most revealing dress like yeah. like uh sports bra and like just like it's like oh yeah um <laughs> I'm fine, I'm right? here. Yeah. yeah, I love this, right? I don't care what other people think about me. Mm -hmm. This is this is amazing. Like so again, we ease them into it. We can't mm -hmm. like um and whatever Paul takes them, that's up to them. Mm -hmm. If they want like some people are very conservative like I want to call this pole sport. I tell people I'm doing pole fitness, mm -hmm. not pole dancing, mm -hmm. right? And they are on that route for the rest of their pole journey. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Totally fine yeah right we respect that and that's like kind of my journey right i don't really do exotic pole yeah but a lot of girls get addicted you know you see like a very shy introverted girl come in and then three months later you're like holy <laughs> yeah who is this <laughs> who is this yeah so yeah it's it's crazy you, you see like the change once they get comfortable with the environment yeah yeah and uh yeah they're like yeah i just bought five sets of heels last <laughs> night while laying in bed yeah. and uh they're all like 300 dollars each so yeah so that's how we kind of make sure that you know yeah it sounds like you're doing an amazing job at no it kidding. No, which is not easy <laughs> it's, it's like yeah it, it's it's hard like because we've all been to a dance class before and Ugh. like our first thought is <laughs> what's on everyone's mind is i don't want to be the worst in the class yeah and pole is just, it's so hard, mm -hmm. right? So we try our best to make their first few classes feel welcoming and not, but again, it's, uh, uh, it's not for everybody. So, because it is hard. Yeah. Uh, but we try our best to make them feel like we, before we do any move, we're like, this is hard. Yeah. Not everyone can do it. Mm -hmm. Right. We, we, we give them the mental preparedness before they try it because mm -hmm. chances are when they first try it they're not going to do it yeah imagine when you see a transformation like what you're describing with some people it's like they come in very shy and then they're fully into it that that confidence overlaps into other areas of their lives yeah have you heard huge. that feedback huge and then they start once they get to a certain level they start posting on instagram mm -hmm. they're like 
<laughs> I work for a law firm. I don't care what they think. I'm going to post this because I feel empowered. There was before, like when we just started, there was a lot of issues with companies not letting. Yeah. So they posted and the company is like, take that off. Mm-hmm. But now I think the the companies are more respectful of people. Mm-hmm. And because May- Poll has become such mainstream fitness, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's no not it's not mainstream, but it's way better than 10 years ago yeah right. they're like yeah this is my main account right they didn't have they don't have to like do a secret <laughs> account for their poll anymore yeah mm-hmm. they post it in there i was like yeah my kids see it mm-hmm. my husband sees it my mom sees it mm-hmm. and i'm proud of it right that's so amazing and it, it's yeah so proud of the girls that do that but again it takes time mm-hmm. for them to get that confidence what around what time would you say you got that confidence because we yeah the the transition from getting the pole to start practicing at home to building a studio where were you comfortable kind of like posting or telling people about it beyond who you had who had to know i start posting right away because <laughs> again because i wear pants and like full clothes yeah. when i pull and because i have the arm strength yeah and i would just like do a human flag yeah. i'm like yeah. everyone's gonna think that's yeah. cool <laughs> 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 <Who wouldn't? laughs> right so yeah, so I actually started posting quite quickly, and a lot of my engineering f- friends they like followed this journey. As, like since I started practicing pole, yeah, they've been like following the journey. And when they like come visit, I would like teach them a few things on the pole. Yeah. So yeah, I got comfortable very quickly after I realized what I can do on the pole. Yeah. Right. Right. You can just tell everybody's gonna be jealous, not like <laughs> judging. <laughs> yeah, I want to do a human play. <laughs> Because yeah. it's like both, like I could see the both that like, it's harder for a guy to get into it because it doesn't feel like it's mm-hmm. your area that you should be in maybe. But at the same time, you're less likely to be hit by stigma around it. True, people yeah. people are less likely to associate it with like. Yeah. It's yes. equally hard for a woman to be comfortable. I yes. Get it. Yeah. But I'm sure like we do have gay students that post exotic poll videos mm-hmm. and then they do get negative feedback online mm-hmm. happens all the time yeah but they take it very well like they they know that there are people that have different views yeah. right and they don't care right yeah. and that's what you got to be yeah right it must make you feel so proud that you're like you're infusing this level of confidence into so many people yeah like it's such a huge thing that you're doing i hope you realize that <laughs> Yeah, like beyond the yes, health no, side of it, exactly. beyond the fitness side of it. There's such a huge emotional impact that you're yeah. having on many, many people. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's why I love getting up in the morning and improving the studio. It doesn't matter what it is, right? It's just, it. I don't treat it as work. Yeah. And sometimes I'm there till 12, 12 o'clock. You mm-hmm. know, it might just be cleaning or it might be building something to make it better, mm-hmm. right? But like, I don't count it as work. And I don't want to be anywhere else, right? It's amazing. Um, so I actually think when you were saying uh, working in engineering or previous jobs that you had a hard time that with that work-life balance. It sounds mm-hmm. like maybe it's the same, but now it feels different. Like, yes, it's still like my own Instagram and the social uh, or uh, studio Instagram. Like I sometimes I have no clue which one I'm on. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm just like I want to know the progress. So everyone posts what they learn in class, and I'm like I want to see it. I want to see how much you improved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like. At night, I'm like, you know, on the studio Instagram, seeing what everyone's doing. <laughs> so it it does have that. I think eventually I'll have to right uh, uh, when I have a family and I need to learn to let go. Yeah. And I'm learning that right now. Like we have a manager now at the studio. Like she's a very good instructor, and she also 
does a lot of the admin and stuff as well. Mm -hmm. So I'm slowly like learning to be able to step out when I need to. Right. Because I like, yeah, I treat it, treat it like a passion, which is, it's, it is a passion, but I also need to balance that with friends and family and, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm just so blessed with, I have all the time in the world because I don't have a family right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, eventually I need to sometimes draw a line. It's like, oh, training is training and teaching is work. I, I love it. Mm -hmm there has still has to be a separation eventually mm -hmm. right right now i just want to constantly be working on it i have so many ideas yeah, it's a good problem to have. yeah like I, there's so many pro projects that i'm working on i could actually never finish them because i the ideas come faster than yeah. the speed of me doing it like the cafe took me like i went four times over budget because i just want to make it the best i can make yeah. it and um yeah like yeah, now we have everything still. Now, like, I upgraded, I bought something, and I was like, okay, we need a commercial one. Chuck that. <laughs> yeah. Buy a new latte machine. Oh, buy a new hot water heater. Like, just, yeah. I just wanted to make it really good. And right. Still, so... they're free. <laughs> <laughs> For a limited time only, enjoy a free beverage. You look at, like, bubble tea, how much has grown, exploded. Yeah. Right. Before it was only Asian that drink it. Now, I see, like, two big construction guys invest <laughs> drinking a purple bubble, bubble tea. Yeah. I'm like, wow. The... <laughs> The culture They're has cool visual. right. Yeah. You so, hand them your business card and say, yeah. "Come to the studio." So you never know. Like this might be setting the path for something else. Yeah. Right for the next thing. Yeah. I don't know, and I don't care. I just I'm having so much fun. Yeah. Um, doing this, like you could instantly see people are happy. Yeah. Right. You don't get that in engineering because jobs are so big. Yeah. It drags on forever, and and in projects, everyone hates each other because. <laughs> You just, no matter how good of a person you are, there's just too much that you can't control. Exactly. Too much misunderstanding. Yeah. And everyone hates each other at the end. That's just lawsuits at the end. I'm just oh like, gosh. and every, every job, it just, oh, you yeah. You so well. Yeah. And in fitness, you know, every day, everyone just, we're just cheering people on. Yeah. Right. Um, and the, op, like, same with like payment. Like when I was in engineering, we're chasing clients because they keep not paying us. Yeah. Mm. Fitness, they pay first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I don't have to chase people, right? So mm -hmm. like, I don't worry about that. All I care about is getting making people happy and making them come to more classes. Oh my god. Right. But they have to pay first. Yeah. So that's a huge, like, yeah. So I'm comparing this to my engineering. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And then it's just you're dealing with happy people, mm -hmm. right? I love the story of like you're building the like connection to business to making people happy throughout yeah. like this just sounds like i want to say peak peak so far maybe yeah. <laughs> i'm sure <laughs> based on based on your life it'll just keep going from there but no that's kidding. such a cool um concept like it, yeah, i can i can tell from the way you talk about it like it's like the making people happy is such a central part of the business yeah. which is not maybe what you think of the default when you think of business yeah yeah i wouldn't have asked for anything else like mm -hmm. this is yeah exactly what i wanted to do right and in the future i hope that we can continue to grow mm -hmm. right and have more people being exposed to this and possibly change their life mm -hmm. right yeah um yeah like one of our instructors she's went to engineering school with me it's like never experienced anything in terms of aerials now she's an instructor she's there every day training it's it's her life only the domino effect is insane because your teacher in China say the same thing about you, right? Yeah. Like it's, you uh, just came for a class for a year off and now yeah. your life has changed. No kidding. Yeah. And they're so, changing lives of others. 
Yeah. yeah. So good work, Robbie. <laughs> <laughs> what would you say to the people who feel a bit intimidated to come into the, your studio? I would just say you got nothing to lose, mm -hmm. right? It's trying something new. Yeah. It might not work out, but we're going to make it so fun for you that you won't think you'll, you won't remember that you're there to get a workout. Yeah. You're just having going there to chill, spin around the poles, mm -hmm. right? And everyone's going to cheer for you when you get something. Yeah. Right? And even if you don't, you'll have a lot of fun because we have a lot of floor stuff where you don't have to lift yourself, mm. right? Yeah. So there's really, and our goal is to get you addicted on the first day mm -hmm. with pole and bubble tea. Yeah. <laughs> I can see it working. Right. And it's, it's, we really try to try to show off that atmosphere that we're trying to create. Mm -hmm. Right. And uh, yeah. But it's not just a gym where you go work out on your own. It's a space where you'll meet people with common goals. Yeah. Yeah. And it's fun hanging out there. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait to go um, visit. Yeah. No, you guys definitely have to go okay. now. Yeah, we do have to. I hope I sold you guys. I think you did. <laughs> You're a good sales, no. but <laughs> A lot of people, they say that they'll come. And then two years later, I'm like, uh... <laughs> Are you here yet? Have you left yet? <laughs> no, you're so you're so good that I'm like thinking I'm like I have to bring my friends. Like yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be like a group activity. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We're at a point now where we don't really have to advertise anymore. Mm -hmm. Like a big chunk of our students are people that sees their friends constantly po mm -hmm. posting on Instagram of all the stuff they're doing, and eventually it gets to them, and they're like, "Okay, yeah. I'm gonna." It, it usually takes many months to years for it to have an effect on someone else. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it, there is that domino effect. It just, mm -hmm. it starts spreading and, you know, one person was spread it to five people. Mm -hmm. And again, they're not pressuring them to go. Mm -hmm. You're just seeing it every day, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. yeah. And that has a huge effect on your psychology and yeah. like how you, how you want to, uh, yeah, eventually you're like, hey, I'm going to give it a try. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You're, you're truly inspirational. I'm so <laughs> grateful for you coming in and chatting with us. Oh, thank you. No, I Where do people that. find you? On Instagram, it's our song studio. Is our that... song studio, yeah. Okay. Without the S in the back. Okay. And then where is your studio roughly for the Calgarians here? It's on 10th Ave and 4th Street. So basically, it's that bar street with National Craft. Oh, yes. Japanese Village, yeah. uh, Rodney's, mm -hmm. Briggs. It's like it's the same Beautiful. script. Yeah. Okay. Thank yeah. you so much again for joining thank us. Thank you, Robbie. Awesome. It was really fun to meet you. Oh, and thank you. I, I think I'll be seeing you a lot more. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. We're both going to be half naked in six months on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs>